If you're a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Nika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. This is episode 127, Be Intentionally Productive, with Thomas Umstead. You are an anointed and appointed writer who's been prepared and positioned for such a time as this, so you want to be as productive as possible with the time God has given you here on earth. Recently, I filmed a YouTube interview with a book marketing and writing productivity expert, Thomas Umstead. And our interview was so rich, it could be divided into two parts. The first half of our interview is on my YouTube channel in a video called Productivity for Writers, an interview with Thomas Umstead. Believe me, he dropped some massive truth bombs that left me visibly shook. You can see it on my face. And you won't want to miss that video. But the second half of our interview is only found here, in this episode of the Keep Writing Podcast. If you're looking to be intentionally productive as a writer, then lean into these practical tips from my guest, Thomas Umstead. What gems of wisdom you've shared today. I appreciate it more than I can say, because wisdom's worth far more than rubies. And that's what I feel like you've given in this brief interview. I could have talked longer because what you wove together was the practical aspect of productivity and writing, but more importantly, it's the spiritual aspect of being people who advance the kingdom through this one creative act. So it's and, and I have a couple of quick practical tips if I could. Okay. When it comes I wouldn't to tell you not to. I, let's go. <laughs> so one is to start using a digital calendar. Take your paper calendar and say, you're a good friend. You served me well all these years. And then put it aside and start using a digital calendar. Because <laughs> there's a lot of productivity advantages of using something like Apple Calendar or Outlook or Google Calendar. I like and use Google Calendar, but all three are better than that paper calendar that you have. And then once you have that calendar, put in all of your recurring events, because this is the big weakness of paper calendars. You can't put church at 10 o'clock on your paper calendar. You have to write it every single time. So if you put in all your recurring events and you can start to see where you have free space because you, you otherwise you're like, I have a whole week. And you're like, well, once you put in all your pre-existing commitments, you're like, oh, I've got Bible study. I've got this meeting with work. And you start to see that you don't have as much free time as you thought you did. And it allows you to see what free time that you do have. And then I recommend that you start scheduling appointments with yourself. So when I need to make a podcast episode, it's not an item on my to-do list. It is an event on my calendar. (laughs) I don't just decide that it needs to happen. I decide when it needs to happen. So it's like, okay, I have this time on my calendar. And the other advantage of doing that is that that time is blocked off. So there's tools like Calendly, which I absolutely love. There's It has a bunch of competitors. Many of them are very good. 
And Calendly allows for you, if you have, say, an appointment or a meeting with somebody, if you're hosting a podcast, you're doing an interview, you send them this link and they can see when you're both free or when you're free and they can uh, overlap. If they're also using a digital calendar, you can very quickly see the times that you're both free and a task that used to take a lot of time now doesn't take as much time. <laughs> so there's a key tip for productivity. The kind of the big one we talked mostly about was about, you know, making hard decisions and deciding to make a priority. The second big tip on productivity, though, is using the correct tool. If you need to dig a ditch, you could use a shovel, you could use a spoon, or you could use a backhoe, right? Using the right tool really makes a difference. <laughs> Having a drill and knowing how to drill, have use a drill is so much better than using a screwdriver. Like it's, it's a lot better. <laughs> you can do the work of 10 men with the right tools and, and especially powered tools. And what is true with construction or building a desk from Ikea is also true with writing. There's a lot of tools that if you will take a little bit of effort to learn how to use them, right? Switching from your paper calendar that you've used for 40 years to a digital calendar will take some adjustment. You're going to miss that paper calendar. And if you want to keep it on your desk, you can sniff it every once in a while or touch it to, <laughs> to get that comfort. You you can do that. <laughs> but it'll take some time to to learn the practice and, and to figure out how to connect it on your phone. So you can see your phone. It can remind you when to do things. But learning how to use a Google Calendar, learning how to use Calendly will really help. But there's some mm -hmm. other tools that will help as well. So I'll just go through them very quickly. Mm -hmm. One is an AI spell checker. So you've been writing in Word, maybe you've switched to one of its better competitors that are designed for writers, something like Atticus or Scrivener, really good tools that are much better than Microsoft Word and will help you be more efficient. But all of them have the same weakness, and that is that they use the built-in operating system spell checker. So Windows has a spell checker, Mac has a spell checker, and it's okay. But it's not good enough. <laughs> it's the screwdriver. There's a power drill. And the power drills use artificial intelligence and a really good understanding of English to do a copy edit for you that's surprisingly good. And those tools, the one I use is Grammarly, but another one that's very popular is Pro Writing Aid. I think Pro Writing Aid is a little bit better for fiction. Grammarly is a little bit better for nonfiction. And there's several others that are along these lines. And I will say Grammarly has made a, a world of difference for me because it doesn't just underline a sentence with a squiggly or make a suggestion for how you could say in one word what you were saying in three words, but it also explains the rule and the why behind the rule. <laughs> so every time I forget to put the comma in that one spot, because I'm really weak with commas, Grammarly points out, hey, you need a, this is an Oxford comma. It's a serial comma. You've got a list of things, put the comma here and why. And I found that I'm no longer needing Grammarly as much the more I use it because I'm finally getting educated on how commas work. I'm not there all the way. I'm still going to need Grammarly and it doesn't replace the human editor, but it does allow you to write better faster. And it's really a great tool. Another great technique, this isn't a tool precisely, but is to turn off notifications. So there's something I've noticed with authors, especially traditionally publishing authors who are pitching agents. They are checking their email all the time because they never know when that email from an agent saying, I'd like to offer you a contract is going to come in. And that kills their productivity. So I don't like Microsoft Outlook. And one of the things I really don't like about it is that by default, it dings every time you get an email. So go in to notifications and turn off the ding. In fact, mute notifications on your email app completely. Don't let email interrupt you. 
you decide when you're going to do email. Don't let email decide when you're going to do email. If you're willing mm. to yes. put email in its place and be the boss of email rather than letting email be the boss of you, you'll find you're far more productive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a, a great feature in Gmail called snoozing where you can snooze an email. And I found that to be really helpful. So if there's an email that's got some piece of information or something I need to take action on in the future, I can snooze it and pick a date where it will re-enter my inbox. And that's been a real time saver and, and really life changer because it allows me to get the information when I need to get it. And and if I and you know I sign up for something I mean to cancel, I can snooze it where the email notifying me to sign up reappears or you know, congratulations, you signed up for such and such thing. And then I can look at it and decide if I want to cancel or not right before the deadline. It's a, a really useful tool. So, I didn't know so, about so. that. So that's I'm listen, I'm taking notes right now. I'm writing it all down. So Thank you so much. Keep going. So the last quick tip is to maximize negative space. So there's an importance for silence. I'm not saying not to have silence, but embrace you know listening to podcasts in the car. You could, there's a lot of great podcasts on writing and on productivity and on publishing and marketing. And you can turn your car into a classroom or turn your dishes time. Right? I, I find myself cooking a lot. My wife's cooking a lot. There's lots of cooking going on with three small children. So when I'm cooking, I'm listening to a podcast and I'm able to cook and listen to a podcast at the same time. So those are some quick tips. I know I kind of skimmed over Atticus and Vellum and Scrivener. There are tools for writers specifically to help them write books that are much better than Microsoft Word. Microsoft Word is like a Swiss Army knife. It's nice to have, but it's not the right tool for any one purpose. And Atticus or Vellum or Scrivener, really, it's Atticus and Scrivener are the two I'd start with. Vellum is more for the kind of the final step, but those are designed for writers. They help you organize your writing. They have tools specifically for writers, and you'll find that you write faster, but you have to learn how to use them. (laughs) Right. There's that learning curve. But that learning curve is a good investment. Spending 30 minutes to watch a, a 10 minute video on YouTube on how to use a power drill and then using the power drill for 20 minutes. After 30 minutes, you'll be more efficient for the rest mm-hmm. of your life because now that, you know how to right. use a drill rather than using a screwdriver. And right. so, yes, using a backhoe is more complicated than using a shovel and a shovel is more complicated than using a spoon, but you don't want to spend your life digging with the spoon. It, it's worth it to educate yourself. Value education. Education is cheaper than it's ever been. Our ancestors would have killed to be able to listen to podcasts by experts at any time. <laughs> Right, right. Thomas Jefferson would have lost his mind. He spent two whole fortunes building a library because he was so curious. And he could have, if he lived today, just listened to a lot of podcasts. So Mm -hmm. don't let that go to waste. Don't squander this amazing tool you have. Your phone can be a source of great distraction, but it can also be a source of great education. And you can choose how you want to use it. Right. Oh, yeah. that, That last one, maximizing negative space. I mean, I, I think there was a day and age when I wasn't listening to podcasts all the time, but I can't remember when that was because <laughs> now, I mean, I listen to them. I just, I feel like different podcasters are almost my friends because they're, they're in my everyday life. I mean, just going all the time and I actually speed up the playback speed to two so that I can get in all the people that I really want to listen to. And that's, that's kind of how I refound you. I mean, having met you at a conference years and years ago, I was just so delighted to find both of your podcasts. So I want to encourage anyone who's 
listening and feeling like they got great value from what you've shared to go listen to your podcast. And the the Christian Publishing Show and Novel Marketing Podcast are both high value shows. I listen to both of them. And so I want to also ask you, how else can a viewer or listener get in touch with you or benefit from your wisdom and practical tips? The podcasts are a great place to start. If you're wanting help with your website, I have a free course on building websites that you can find at my my website, authormedia.com. So like I said, I got started in this industry building websites. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> so as my way of being able to tell people no graciously, you know, I'm not going to build you your website. I built a course which walks you through. First half of the course is on how to build your own website. Second half of the course is how to make your website better, how to make it more for your reader, the kind of website that people want to tell their friends about, the kind of website that gets more traffic each month than it got the month before. So even if you already have a website, you can skip the first half of the course and do the second half of the course. And that is free and you can find it at authormedia.com. It will get you onto my email newsletter where we email out when there's a new episode. Each episode of Novel Marketing is also a blog post. So you're like, what was that? I don't remember. You can search, you can find it, you can click the links. We try to make it as accessible as possible. Mm. And tell me what else you offer because I heard at one point there was a, a membership that you offer as well. Yeah, so we have a Patreon for the podcast uh, where I answer one of the perks of being a patron is that you I, I do a live Q&A. So patrons get to pick my brain once a month and they get to listen to the questions everybody else asks and that's the recording of that goes out just for patrons. So that's a membership. We are in the process of converting our big course Obscure No More into a membership. So in that course includes almost all of my courses. It's all about building your platform, building your influence, whether it's through podcasting or, or blogging or, or what have you. Right now, that's still in beta. So it's not a membership yeah. yet. It's actually a one-time purchase. <laughs> so yeah. now is actually the time to sign up for it because you'll get now all the benefits the of yeah. the membership without having to pay for it. That's in the works. It's it's not live yet because I'm still finishing up the module on building your email list and, and getting more subscribers and getting email set up. So uh, once that session is finished, I'll start the process of taking it out of beta and releasing it for real. So now's oh, the time. No. Now's <laughs> the time. Out. I have a feeling. I just had a feeling I had heard that. So I wanted to give people the opportunity to take action quick because I think that my biggest regret in my career is delayed action. And and overall, I don't I don't regret anything about my growth and the process, but you know, I look back on some things and I think wow, I heard about that pretty early on and I didn't take action and then the price went up. So if anything about Thomas' work and ministry has ignited a fire in you, please take action. Absolutely go start listening to his podcast, which is available to you. And then also learn from his courses. What what a gift you, you are. I thank you for your work and your encouragement to writers Thomas, this has been a blessing, and I just hope that we'll have a chance to have another interview someday. I'm looking forward to it. If we if we went from like 2009 to 2020, there may be another visit in the future, I hope sooner. <laughs> yeah, and maybe not waiting 10 years next time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Are you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? 
I love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you about your writing, publishing, and book marketing journey. When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, you learn through your eyes and ears, making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.